Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Um, just just so everyone gets it correct, because I'm not really sure how to say it. How do you pronounce your rap name? Is it Hyperion? Yeah, it's Hyperion. Okay. And your last name, I have no clue how to say that. So it's Oliver? Polizos. Polizos. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, um, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, how did you come up with that name, Hyperion? Um, I actually came up with the name from uh, looking at some Greek gods. And uh, I found the name Hyperion. And I thought, you know, it was a really interesting name. Um, I looked up the meaning and it was like the god of light. And so seeing that kind of... Uh, brought my interest and I thought it would be a good idea to use it as my name and uh, I came up with a motto for uh, people to pursue their dreams and stay positive because that's uh, my motto as an artist for everybody to follow. That's really good. I like that that motto and um, I actually looked up the name because I was trying to make sure I got it right and just see if there was anything else I could find on you and I guess there's a Marvel character that's described as like their version of Superman and he has the same name. I've I've never seen him before besides when I just looked it up. And oh, that's um, super dope. Yeah, there's some type of video game where like the icon or the thing on the screen is also called that. If you look on YouTube, you'll see it. It's like the first thing that pops up. Yeah, but, I believe uh, uh it's in Borderlands. Uh it's like a it's like a brand for like a gun or something like that. Yeah, I've never heard of that, but yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of meanings for it, and, and like a, a lot of people have used it. No one in hip hop that I know of besides you, though. So that is good. But um, I actually thought you were like 17, but I looked on your page, and you're actually 14 years old. Yeah. So how long have you been rapping? And um, what made you decide to start doing it? I've been making music ever since, like. I was 13 about a year and a half ago. Um, I kind of, I got this like click in my head that I wanted to do it. And uh, after listening to artists like Logic, like Kid Cudi, Eminem, um, old Kanye, Drake, and a bunch of other artists that I probably will forget to mention, um, they really inspired me to, you know, make uh, kind of like make a message and say that you know anything is possible and you can really do it so they inspired me to make music myself and also um you know i've always loved music yeah do you have a favorite hip-hop album or like a top five? Oh, for sure um if i had to think of like five albums off the top of my head um i'd probably say uh under pressure uh the incredible true story graduation Can you say the names of the artists too? Under Pressure is um, Logic, right? Yeah. So is the uh, the Incredible True Story. Okay. So, yeah, we got those two. We got Graduation by Kanye. Um, Nothing Was the Same by Drake. And uh, hmm, let's see. What's like the fifth one that I'd probably do? Um, the fifth one would probably be 
uh, recovery from Eminem. That's a good one. Um, have you listened to the Logic song that he did on on a Static album? Yeah, it's called Alarm Clock. Yeah. So that song, what I think it was three or four years ago, it came out. That was my number one song for whatever year that was on my top twenty-five. And that Logic verse was my favorite verse of the year. He absolutely kills it. But um, I, unfortunately, I, I got his first a- official album after that, just based on that verse. And I thought that verse was better than anything on his album. I mean, he's he's came out with better stuff since. His last album he came out with was really good, I thought. Yeah, No Pressure definitely gave me some under-pressure vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really he's a really that. good artist. Yeah, I really like how he um he like chops and he, you know, tells his story but also makes it relatable to people who don't even have the same uh life that he went through when he was younger. But also right. he's just a positive guy and I feel like his like craft and storytelling is kind of not like any other hip hop artist around in the game right now. Hmm. So have you always been a really positive guy or is this something that um that you worked on or, or like you suddenly changed and, and it came into your life for um, whatever reason. Typically, you know, I've been a really positive guy. At least I think um, everybody that hangs around me, they always say that I always am funny and I'm a good guy and stuff. So yeah, I'd say that I've always been a somewhat positive person for the most part. Yeah. So how did you first connect with Illitant? Because it seems like, um, I don't know if he's your mentor or, or maybe he's similar to one, but yeah, he's actually, up uh, with him? yeah, he's my mentor. Um, we actually, um, hit each other up a year ago to the month, um, last January in 2020. And, uh, I got to know about him from, uh, a teacher at my school, actually crazy to think, but, uh, I was telling her about how I was getting into music and stuff. And, um, she's, uh, his aunt and they actually, Mm -hmm. um, she like gave me a copy of his album that was signed and, um, I listened to it and I just thought he had some like mad potential and stuff. And it was really cool to see like the local scene. And um, I hit him up on Instagram and uh, ever since he's my uh, producer and engineer for all my music, and he's been teaching, like teaching me how to do everything, and um, you know, I'm trying to learn how to do everything myself. Yep. Do you listen to any other New England artists? Um, I'm trying to like you know expose myself to uh, a lot more, but as of recently, um, basically anyone under second to none I've been listening to, but that's about it. Under what? Second to none. Um, it's Illitant's label that he oh, is okay. under. Yeah. So um, where do you live? In, you live in New Hampshire, right? Yeah, I live in Concord. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I'm not familiar with too many Concord rappers. Um, I know Manchester has a bunch. Um, LB, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's in Trapjaw Affiliates. He's probably the best MC out of Manchester. Um but have you, have you listened to Granite State or like anyone on the New Hampshire seacoast, like Bug Out from Granite State or Ape the Grim? 
I have listened to a little bit of Granite State's music because of uh, your like playlist that you put together. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I haven't really exposed myself too much to it, but I definitely want to sooner than later. Yeah. So um, basically, like for me, growing up in uh, in Exeter, New Hampshire, and in, in the Portsmouth area and stuff, um, when I was thirteen. Um, basically it was like me and Granite State and Static Selecta, we all lived in the same area. And, uh, they, they linked up with a guy named Def Rock and there was another group of guys, um, uh, like Highlanders that he was working with and they kind of made the scene around New Hampshire. As far as I know, they were like the early on rappers and stuff and, uh, and DJs and producers, and um, so I would look into all of them as much as possible. Def Rock, he's a little bit older than me, but he's he's an absolute legend. He's helped out so many people. And, um, you know, you know what happened with Static. I mean, he just kept working, and, and now he's he's on Shade 45 and tours all over the world. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that New Hampshire has a ton of great artists. And I think some of the best MCs in the world are from New England nowadays. Yeah, the East Coast scene is definitely uh, opening up, and I think within, like, the next 10 years, it's going to be one of the more bigger things. Um, do you listen to Czarface or anything? Because I, I think Esoteric um, from Czarface and 7 and Esoteric is, is probably my favorite MC of the last few years. He's from the Boston area. I don't, but I definitely should check him out. Yeah, you should. They have comic books and stuff, and they're they're having a ton of success. But um, is there any New England artists, you know, whether they're from Massachusetts or New Hampshire, that you would love to work with? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I got an EP releasing in about a week from now, um, this Friday, um, as we're recording this. But uh, I have Illitant on one of those tracks, and uh, we might be working together again soon. Um, you know, is that Beyond Infinity? Yeah, that's uh, that's the EP. So, but, how many tracks are slated to be on there so far? Uh, so far, uh, well, definitely we're having there's four tracks on that, and uh, I tried to make it as much of a storytelling experience as possible, even with four tracks. It's definitely um, I feel like personally when I listen to it start to finish uh immersive experience for me and i feel like it really paints the picture for what i have to come so what does beyond infinity mean like what made you decide to choose that as a title um for me personally the reason why i chose beyond infinity was because um you know i feel like even after i die uh my music will be around like forever at least to some extent yeah and so that name kind of came behind um, when I thought about that whole process of um, me making music for the rest of my life, but it staying around, obviously, um, even after I die. Yeah, that's true. So um, what other projects have you put out? It looks like so far you've put out a few singles. Is uh, that right? Yeah, actually... I've had um, three singles on all major platforms as of right now. Um, and then 
I did some YouTube releases for just like YouTube and SoundCloud. And uh, I think uh, I've released eight singles if we count those. But yeah, I've released that. And then this year I got the EP and I also got some other singles planned to come. And uh, I'm also working on two projects as we speak. Nice. So do you make any beats yourself or is it all Illiton beats? Uh, as of right now, it's all Illiton beats for the most part. Um, I got some beats from other producers I've hit up and stuff, but I've still uh, yet to use. I've um, had Illiton's beats. I've had beats produced by Logic um, that I've like wrapped over, which yep. was really dope because he released a, uh, a beat tape from uh, his Twitch when he was making them live and I heard about it, so I hopped on some of the beats. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm learning myself right now, um, kind of like the basics of production and stuff. I've bought myself um, an MPD, and also uh, I got a keyboard with a drum pad on it as well. But yeah. I've like, I haven't figured it out yet. I'm still kind of learning. <laughs> now, how would you describe your style for anyone that hasn't listened to you before? How would you describe it to them? To me, I would describe it to them as like, kind of like, I, well, personally for me, um, I'm going to try and make music for everybody. I'm not just going to like stick to hip hop, I feel like. I feel like I really want to, you know, go out of my way to reach out to other genres, maybe like some more of like a jazzy hip hop vibe or um, just straight up rap or even like R&B pop kind of stuff but uh for now you know if i were to describe somebody to somebody uh my music i'd probably say it's like a more of a chill vibe and you also have more of uh just straight up like hip-hop and rap kind of vibes going through and uh i like to chop sometimes in my music so yeah yep now is there a favorite song that you've made so far whether it's released or not um, as of right now, I'd probably say, uh, one of the logic beats that I wrapped over is called ambition. It's on YouTube. That's one of my favorite songs that's released. If I had to talk about one that was unreleased, uh, is one that I have coming out soon. Um, and, uh, I've listened to it and I think it's my best track yet. Uh, but yeah, I'll be announcing that track sooner than later. Oh, Okay. So um, let's see. Have you ever performed live? Because I know you're you're 14. You can't really get into any places where you have to be 21, and everything's been locked down. So is has there been anywhere you can do a live performance? As of right yeah. now, I haven't performed anywhere, but I'd totally you know be down to do it as soon as I can because I want to get that experience of what it's like to perform live, and it would definitely be great to have some fans come down and see me perform live for once yeah once uh once some shows get open again and, and people you know it's a regular thing without social distancing i can hook you up with some people in new hampshire you know that can that can have you open up and stuff all right but go. um have you ever thought about doing like any live stream performances like on instagram live or or just like videotaping yourself you know doing a song or two on facebook or anything like that yeah, I actually, um, I run my own YouTube channel. So, um, so you know, sometimes I, uh, like, I have one video out 
where um, it was me in my home studio recording Live Your Life, which was like my first true single that was uh, released like on all majors and stuff. But um, for, you know, the next upcoming like songs that I have coming out, I'm working on getting those recorded both from, you know, my perspective and um, Illitant's perspective when he's working on my music. That way people can get um, kind of a more personal experience of when they listen to my music. Now, do you have a favorite song from Illitant? Um, yeah, I actually do. It's probably uh, Bombshell or uh, I have to say No Cap. Are those on the album that you got from the teacher? Uh, yeah, they are. They're on the Rhyme and Reason album that he released last year. No, two years ago at the end of the year. What's um, funny is that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, also the song that I have coming up our time with him on the track. That was like one of the best beats I've ever worked on just because of the, um, the drums and stuff. I just love the way the beat flowed. And I think he killed it with uh, me on there. And I really want to work with him again. It'd be definitely like a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's funny how for you, like being your age, like your teachers or your parents are like my age or I might be even be older than them. You know, I'm 40 years old. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> crazy. Now, um, do your parents listen to hip hop and did like, did anything they listened to influence you in a way? Um, yeah, actually my father, he, um, he's more into hip hop than my mother is to be honest. Like, uh, he's the one that introduced me to logic and, um, a few other artists that I like listen like what at the time I listened to for the first time and just automatically fell in love with but um, I'd want to say about like three years ago he introduced me to Logic and he's been my favorite rapper since and um, you know I have other favorite artists for different genres but yeah um, do you listen to any old school hip-hop or like what would you consider old school Oh, I definitely listen to old school. I listen to uh, a lot of uh, Outkast and Tribe Called Quest and, um, you know, like old Eminem and um, maybe like Nas and uh, a few other artists. But those are... Do you have a favorite classic album from like the 80s or 90s? Ooh. Or like a few that you find yourself listening to the most? Damn, if I had to think of it. I'm trying to think. Illmatic is definitely a classic for sure. That's my favorite album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh Nas definitely like probably that was his greatest album in my opinion. Um I mean a lot of Outkast's music too is just like totally yeah, of, so like, good. It's an influence on like logic in my opinion and um, a bunch of other artists for that matter. Um, for me, like, I like listening to uh, a lot of instrumentals from like that got like sampled from back in the day. And that's yeah. kind of how I discovered these other artists in hip hop. Yeah. That's uh, what's cool about hip hop is like, I love, uh, I loved a lot of 90s hip hop, but like, I could listen to something from the 80s and hear something that, you know, that got used on a nineties class that I had no idea about. Yeah. Everyone 
kind of borrows from each other, you know? And, um, yeah, for me, like I was 14 in 94 when Illmatic came out and that's been my favorite album ever since. I wasn't like, Oh, everyone says this is the greatest album ever. So I like it. Like but on no, the bandwagon like, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like I, I immediately fell in love with the album bug out had the uh, single for it ain't hard to tell before the album came out. And he was, he's always been up on everything before everyone. Like I found out about Biggie and outcast and so many groups from him. Cause he just, I don't know. He, he somehow finds the great artists, but, um, yeah, that immediately was my favorite. And then, um, well, here's my top five. These are definitely albums you should check out if you haven't listened to them already. Is Number one is Illmatic. Number two is the first Wu-Tang album, Enter the 36 Chambers. Um, oh, that's a classic. Three is Red Man, What the Album, his first album from 92. Um, four is, it's basically a tie between Only Built for Cuban Links by Raekwon and the infamous from Mob Deep. And that's basically my top five. You know, like uh, most of the stuff I like is like the early Wu-Tang albums. And and that was just a huge influence on me. Who's your yeah. uh, Who's your favorite Wu-Tang member? Well, that's tough because um, <clears throat> for a long time it was Method Man. Like um, a lot of people I feel like don't realize this, but in the early 90s, before Biggie kind of took over, like Method Man, Red Man, and Nas were the three most influential guys of the 90s, in my opinion. You know, because Red Man was just like an animal. He was killing it everywhere. Method Man came out and was just, he, he was such an influential guy. And same with all the whole Wu-Tang. And then Nas, you know, was just like possibly the best ever when he came out. And so they, they, they just they changed hip hop so much. And I actually have a playlist on Spotify. Um, it's called red man, Wu Tang and Nas nineties, most influential. But I, I mean, I feel like after Biggie came out, you know, he was, he was just so good. He, he took a lot of the spotlight away from these guys, but like Biggie even said at one point that the reason why he did the, what with method man is because meth was the best MC at the time, you know? So we want to, you know, get him on a track no matter what. Yeah, and kind and, of bring uh, him to the limelight in a way. Yeah, a lot of people feel like Method Man is getting better with age now because in the last couple of years he's he's really spit some fire verses. But oh yeah, I I don't know. I I think he's he'll. I don't think he'll ever get the credit he deserves for for the impact he had on music as a whole in the in the early nineties. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, with the you know favorite um, Wu Tang member. Yeah, for me, it's kind of him and Ghostface. To be yeah, honest. I love Ghostface, but I, I love the RZA too. But here's the thing: is like, um, it seems like people don't stay on top for very long. Like, you know, like someone could be the best MC for a few years, and then they they kind of they don't fall off necessarily, but they might you know get lazy or like maybe other things happen in their lives. They have distractions and things. Yeah. You know, so they're not as on point as they used to be. So when people ask me who my favorite MCs are, I say it like this as I say, Rock Him from the eighties and early nineties is my favorite. And then Rizza from ninety three to ninety eight, because he changed his style after like ninety nine. You can listen to Rizza and his voice is different on newer stuff. It's it's not as good. 
because he's acting, he's doing a ton of movies and stuff. So yeah, you can you know, definitely his main tell. focus isn't rapping. And then, uh, who else was it? Um, I, I think Nas in the, in the nineties was one of the best ever. So, I mean, it's hard for me to pick a favorite MC because, you know, they, they change their styles and then they also just, it's, it's like an athlete. And some people don't agree with this with like comparing rapping to sports, but you know, like most athletes, they're not the best for, for a very long time or like they reach their prime and they kind of fade out, you know? I mean, Tom Brady's an exception, but I mean, most, most NFL careers aren't very long. Yeah, I mean, and I find it's the same with them seeing. I mean, Ice Cube was the best at one time, and he's certainly not now. And I mean, Eminem, like, yeah, maybe he's one of the best and most lyrical ever, but he's probably not going to be as good as he was, you know, on his first few albums again. Yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. I mean, all artists have their their prime, and then they kind of uh, they kind of go behind the scenes and. You know, you kind of forget about them for a couple of years until they release something else that gets hip hop's attention or whatever. Yeah, I mean, some people get lucky, like um, like Raekwon. He came out with Only Built for Cuban Links in '95. It was such a huge classic. But then, I mean, I wasn't feeling his some of his other albums as much. He's still really good and spits fire. But you know, like when he came out with Only Built for Cuban Links 2, he kind of had to work his way up to that and build his skills back up with some mixtapes and stuff like that, you know, before he was back on, you know, that type of level. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of rappers know about that, and it's it's a pretty common thing. So, I mean, uh, like for a guy like Jay-Z, he, you know, he, he might be the most important MC of the last you know, 15 to 20 years because he's just had such a huge impact on everything. But I mean, he's definitely not my favorite with his last few albums. I, I love Reasonable Doubt and In My Lifetime Volume 1, but I don't think he raps as good as he used to. Yeah, the Blueprint uh, 3 was a good album in my opinion. Yeah, obviously. it was really good. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, to me, that's what really got me into Jay-Z. Um, but yeah, I totally forgot to mention him. There's so many artists I'm probably forgetting, but well, you said you love you like Kanye, but it's like Kanye's first three albums are incredible. He's and so is Watch the Throne, but I mean, he's not gonna right now. He's not making music like that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like old Kanye, like Graduation, and uh, you know my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and like 808s and Heartbreak. Those are like some of the best albums. Yeah, I mean, for him, it's like he's so rich and he has so many things going on. You know, if, if I woke up in a mansion and had multiple homes and like could do whatever I want anytime, it would probably be a lot harder to write incredible lyrics and make great music than when I was like super hungry and like trying harder than anything to just get my name out there. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, uh, artists like Kanye, when they merge with these other artists like for example when he did um you know some things with Cuddy he really um kind of like got both fan bases and just like threw them together and it was just this like really cool thing to see um yeah because I haven't like listened to full like the whole Kids See Ghosts project but like Reborn for example I just think uh Cuddy's like medallic humming and 
um, Kanye's lyrics go really good together. Yeah, there was one song on there that was really, really good. I forget which one it is, but um, I didn't listen to that project very much besides one track. But, yeah, um, I think we're on the same page with that because uh, it might be the same track that I'm talking about, but I don't know. Well, for for people your age, who do you think uh, most people think is the best rapper? For me? Oh, yeah. Like, for a lot of for people my age. Group, yeah, for people growing up like in your school or like people you know. Oh God! <laughs> Who would you say? Would you say it's Drake? I would probably say him, uh, Juice World, Pop Smoke, like uh, Jack Harlow. Um, Jack Harlow is actually pretty good because he has this song on the new Static. I I'd never heard of him before that, but um, Static, uh, you know, we got him on this track called Time, and uh, I like the song. But I guess he's he's like a major star. Static was telling me. Yeah, personally, for me, I think, you know, Jack has some really uh, big potential to become a really, like, big artist and to uh, work with all kinds of, like, legends in hip-hop. Because from what it seems like, from what he's done so far, he seems to be really good with some of these artists that he's working with, um, and they just flow good together. But, uh, yeah, continuing on that list, I'd probably say, like, uh, DaBaby, um, Tory Lanez, probably. Yeah, I've heard a lot of these guys. Um, the last, well, the last two or three years, I did the graveyard shift out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, at WSDA. I had a one of my co-hosts, Aiden Berman. He just went off to college this last year, so he's like um, seventeen or eighteen, and uh, he loves all those artists you just named. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a weird thing for me because like I had this like incredible variety of taste in music at least um from a lot of people like from a, lo- a lot of people tell me when i play music to them um at least like music that i like they say that i have a very dynamic taste in music when it comes to like uh differences in genres and artists and stuff because personally for me i like to appreciate every artist for what they do and not look at the negative side of things but um you know i have obviously my taste in lyrical rappers compared to more of like mumble rappers and stuff like that but um you know i definitely still have respect for what they did because you know what they did is what made that big for people and kind of introduced a lot of uh new people to hip-hop yeah well um here's one thing that comes to mind when i think of the mumble rappers or like the newer generation is a lot of them they don't know their history and they don't respect the pioneers and so um some guys i really like is griselda you know, and one reason why I like them so much is they pick some of the best beats. They have some of the best producers that they rap over, but then they also show tons of love and respect for the legends and the pioneers. Like, you never know what legend they're going to get on a track. And so, I, I don't know. I, I think they, um, they're they doing good things, and that's that's one of the, the main reasons why why they get so much respect, you know, because they, they show love to all these people that came before them yeah for sure and um you know speaking of producers i just think like there's like so many producers out there that just deserve more recognition and uh just like when i started hearing um chris make beats and stuff i was like we're video chatting each other because obviously um 
you know, it's harder to get into studios and stuff right now and to kind of link up because of COVID. But I uh, had to make a beat transition for one of my beats that's on the EP for the first time. This was his like first time ever making a beat transition. And it was just really crazy to see how like that all works and stuff and how we can make the same track kind of give off the same vibes, but just in a different um, kind of set of instruments, but just have that same like chill vibe to it. Yeah. So um, before we get off the topic of the mumble rappers, like why do you think they're so popular with your age group? Do you think um, people just are too lazy to listen to lyrical hip hop and they, or uh, what is it? Is it just catchy beats? Um, What's the appeal? I think personally it has to do with the, yeah, it has to do with the beats. And also just because maybe a lot of people um can't rap really fast when or they automatically assume all lyrical rappers are fast rappers so they you know they think it's too hard to um follow along with the song so they just go to mumble rappers where it's more easier to just kind of follow along with the uh the lyrics and stuff and um maybe it seems more appealing to them but also just because it's kind of the new thing and uh everybody's listening to it yeah yeah, they so like a lot of yeah, that's true. Like a lot of people in high school, they kind of just go along with what everyone else is listening to. <laughs> yeah, like whatever's popular. So I definitely um, uh, feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm not in that circle. Yeah, because but... you named off a bunch of lyricists in, in like really lyrical and skilled people, like Outkast and Eminem and Logic. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do you have any favorite albums from 2020? 2020. Yeah, uh, this past year, was there anything that you found yourself listening to the most? Yeah, Music to be Murdered by. Uh, That's Eminem. Yeah, Man on the Moon 3. Uh, what else am I thinking? Um, you know, honestly, last year, I didn't listen to as much new music as I should have because I was very focused on my own music and stuff. And, you know, when you do that, sometimes you don't always listen to the newest stuff. Yeah, but uh, to think of it, yeah, uh, no pressure. Um, that's the only three I can think of off the top of my head. There's probably like one or two more albums that I, um, yeah, can will think of later and hate myself for. But <laughs> so, what were some of the highlights for you of 2020 that come to mind? Damn, there was a lot <laughs> to be honest for. Me, it was uh, kind of really starting my career in music and stuff and really just getting my name out there. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, I had my logo created. Um, I had my first ever uh, T-shirts and merch like created with my logo on it. And uh, I also had met Chris and stuff. And uh, to those who obviously don't know who chris is chris is illicent but i just call him chris because right yeah (laughs) it's easier for me um also just uh a lot of things like getting on major platforms and stuff and hitting like big milestones with um big streams and stuff on my music and just seeing how much people actually believe in my potential and stuff it's really humble so are you are you in high school yeah. What grade are you in? I'm a freshman right now. 
So is there anyone else that raps or, or makes beats or is into hip hop in your school? Yeah, actually, um, there's, uh, I think, two other artists uh, that I can name off the top of my head that are, um, I think one's a senior and one's a junior. Uh, the junior artists, I don't know their name because I haven't checked out their music yet. Um, but yeah, they're, they're more on the lyrical side of things. And, um, you know, I really like how they're that folks we're back we had a slight technical difficulty from my weak wi-fi service up here in the middle of maine but you were saying um there's two other artists in your school that are um more lyrical type mcs you were you were talking about yeah there's uh there's two other artists that are in my school i haven't really checked out their music yet um just because i haven't had the chance to see them in person and really uh talk to them about it and stuff Oh yeah, so Why? there's no school in the school. You do it all online. Um, yeah, we have been. Uh, this week we're actually going back to hybrid, and uh, I'll be going Tuesdays and Fridays. So um, hopefully, I'll be able to talk to a handful of people um, that I haven't been able to talk to in a minute and stuff about my music and whatnot. Well, if you run into these guys or if you're friends with them on social media, I'd love it if you could. Um give him my email and have him send me some tracks. Yeah, I definitely will because I, I think they'll definitely uh, love to see it on the graveyard shift for sure. So how did you um, first hear about my show? The graveyard, graveyard shift? shift? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, Illiton told me about it way back um, when he was trying to connect me to some people that uh, he think would help me out with things. And uh, he told me about you. And about how you ran this um, show that people can listen to on a um, like after a week of you uh, making the playlist or uh, every Saturday or something like that. I forget exactly what he told me, but um, after I heard about that, you know, I hit you up and um, I gave you. I think it was "Live Your Life." I believe and, it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ever since then. <laughs> yeah so um what was i gonna say oh yeah so since you started rapping you you didn't go to school really in 2020 right was that mostly online yeah ever since uh i think it was like march of 2020 we were completely like we didn't go to school until i'd want to say october Hmm. and uh then back in december we went remote again because we got like a rise in COVID cases at our school. So do you think a lot of the the kids at your school know you as, as someone that raps now or, or has not gotten out very much for sure. Um, You know, pretty much everybody identifies me as that now, pretty much when I go to my school, um, everyone has to point out something about me being a rapper or making music, which, you know, it's cool and stuff. Um, I really appreciate like everyone who listens to my music and stuff because at first that was kind of like my big fan base was everybody at my school who uh, supported me at the time and uh, a good handful of them still do. Um, but then, you know, you have your folks that like just listen to the song and 
kind of move on and don't really stick around for the rest of your music. But I've had quite a bit of people um, from my school that have bought my merch and still listen to my music to this day. Nice. So um, having your music on the major platforms, um, has it surprised you like any of the uh, places that people are listening to your tracks? Yeah, it's just really mind boggling to me to like think that people can just go on Spotify and like talk to their Alexa to play my song or just even go on like Apple Music and throw my song on and stuff like that. Because, you know, when you think about getting like making music and stuff at first, when you have no knowledge about the music industry, you kind of think that it's like super hard to kind of get yourself on there, but it's really not. Um, And it's just really cool to be able to see that. Like I have a verified check mark as um, an artist on Spotify and stuff and how it's like all legit. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely. Um, So do you have plans for after high school or are you kind of just taking it one year at a time and just seeing what happens? I'm kind of doing a little bit of both, but, um, you know, from what happened last year with uh, all the stuff that uh, happened for like the better, it's seeming like um, in the next four years, you know, I'll be in a really good spot in music as long as everything goes well. And um, I keep making big moves with my music. And, uh, you know, my plans for after high school are to really just um, totally pursue, you know, my music career and not have to work a nine to five job at a office like cubicle and <laughs> hate my life, you know, cause I don't want right. to do that. Yeah, so where where do you see yourself in in the next four years? Is is there any way you can, like, uh, picture what you'd like to be doing? Like, would you want to be, like, producing your own tracks and just, you know? Yeah, I could definitely. Figure it out musically by then? Yeah, I I definitely see myself figuring out uh, how to engineer and produce my own uh, music and maybe working with a bunch of new people and just meeting a whole lot of new people that can bring me to maybe bigger people in the music industry. Um, And also maybe even like being on a team and uh, working with a bunch of artists to kind of get to the same place together. Yeah. And uh, just also helping other younger artists while I'm in high school that just happen to pop up and see me doing music and get inspired. Um, Hopefully being able to, teach them a little bit about it so they can um, start off and do it too Uh, would definitely be nice and uh, learning how to play piano and uh, a couple other instruments would be definitely great in the next few years yeah you're definitely lucky to be doing this in high school because I mean a lot of the people that do it professionally and make a living off of it they started really young like this also you know it's it's a lot harder to, to get into it, it seems, if you're starting off later into your 20s and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I'm very, like, blessed to have this opportunity at my age. Uh, and I wouldn't give it up for anything else. All right. Well, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I think we're doing pretty good for round one. So do you want to uh, give any shout outs and let people know where they can find you before we get to the last question? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is uh, the underscore real underscore Hyperion. Um, 
you guys can also search up my YouTube channel on uh, YouTube and all you have to search up is Hyperion, maybe like wrapper next to it, just so it's easier to find. And uh, you can subscribe to my channel if you want to. Um, shout out to, you know, Craig for putting me on here and uh, Illitent for mentoring me and uh, giving me advice on how the whole music industry works and to all the artists who have inspired me to make music. Nice. So, um, well, actually, one more question before the last one. Do you listen to any podcasts at all? Yes, I do. I actually uh, just started getting into listening to um, more podcasts and stuff. And uh, who do you like yeah. so so far? Um, I think his name is Joe Budden. Uh, I think you can say Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, Joe Budden's pretty popular for a hip hop podcast. Yeah, no, I yeah, I listen to him too. Um, but yeah, Joe Rogan, I've been listening to as well. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, just like there's this one other podcast called Irrelevant, and they talk about just random things each episode. Hmm. And uh, one of my favorite YouTubers is like a co host of the uh, show, and uh, I've actually had the chance to like be able to talk to him on Instagram and stuff, and he's given me great advice on how to make my YouTube videos better. So it was really cool to be able to talk to him. That is cool. Yeah, so for me, um, I started listening to podcasts probably five or six years ago, maybe seven at the most. But I, I started with the Tim Ferriss show, and uh, I learned so much from that show. It's unbelievable. Like, it, it's it's crazy. I, I never liked learning or anything, and then I started listening to that, and it just had a huge impact on my life. And I, I love Joe Rogan's podcast. I've learned a lot of weird, random things from that show as well, but... um. You know, for me, podcasts have had a really positive effect on my life. And so for the last question, I like to have a positive question to end things. And so it goes, it's different every time I say it, but it's basically like if there's anyone out there that's having a really rough time and their life completely sucks and they're just feeling completely hopeless, what advice would you give them to start taking a step in the right direction and uh, like just having a more positive life? What do you, What advice would you give them? Uh, my advice that I would give anybody is, you know, if you're really feeling down and stuff, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you can always um, talk to somebody if you ever need to. Um, you know, you always have to think about the positive side of things and not the negative. And it's just really important to think about all the things that you'd be missing in life if you weren't around and, um, just to really consider like the things that you want to do and how it's completely possible. As long as you put your mind to it, you know, anything is possible. And, uh, on that note, uh, my message has always been for people to pursue their dreams, stay positive. And I really hope that anyone that listens to my music understands that I truly believe that anybody who has a dream and they want to pursue it, it's possible as long as you put your mind to it. That's a great message. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you for joining me on here, Hyperion. And thanks for the tracks that you've sent me so far. I'll be looking forward to Beyond Infinity very soon. And just keep up the good work and, and just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're off to a good start for a guy your age. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of big things from you. So thanks yeah, for coming for sure, on. Man. Thank you. And I'll definitely be able um, to send you some tracks over if you want. All right. Sounds good. All right.
Thank you. All right. Well, take care and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, you too. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. The, 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 the Craig Rojo Podcast. Rojo.